You can be tested in geometry. You can be tested for your allergies. You can be tested for COVID. But can you be tested for love? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast in 2022. Oh my goodness, I've missed you. I am back. I'm back with a little bit of snot, as you can probably hear in my voice. Oh, that's a lovely way to greet my audience. Um, But I thought I might as well just state the obvious. Happy New Year, y'all. I know you've been tuning in to some reruns and catching up and picking up some episodes that you hadn't had a chance to get yet. But we are back after the brand new year clicked over. And it seems like so much has happened then. It seems like I need to introduce myself. My name is Terry Summers. My given name is Teresa. I spell Terry from the root word of Teresa. No H. T-E-R-E-S. S-A, Teresa, dropping the S-A and adding a Y, spelling Terry, T-E-R-E-Y. I do not know where that came from, but uh, there you go. Um, I, it was a wild ride, Mr. Toad, Mr. Toad's wild ride. Any of y'all have been to Disneyland? It was a wild ride over the holiday season, a lovely one, so full of lots and lots and lots of things. I think the last time I spoke with you live, I was getting ready to participate with my friend Dottie Escobedo Frank. There is no better name or more fun name to say than Dottie Escobedo Frank um, for the Christmas Eve services at her church. And it was actually one of the loveliest experiences that I have had in a very long time. And I appreciate the opportunity to do something with her alongside her and partnering with her creatively on Christmas Eve. And then um, just, uh, just a week after Christmas Eve, my beautiful, lovely niece, Cameron, got married on January the 2nd. It was a Sunday and it was just beautiful. It just still seems a little bit surreal that that little bitty brown eyed nugget uh, is all grown up and a wife now. Um, She married a lovely young man by the name of Sean and um though I get to know him more and more, the more time I spend with him, you kind of know him by his actions. And he is a servant. And he is kind and shy ish. Uh, There's a tenderness there and that and their wedding reflected the both of them so much. Cameron is Um, a classic, creative, um, clean-lined, kind of drawn-to person. She is, um, to me, and she might disagree with me on this, she has a practical element to her, but it's always swirled with creativity, where sometimes I think that creativity can 
go outside of the lines of practicality. And I don't know why I say that. Maybe it's just my, my own, um, tilt towards it, but, um, I'm sucking on a cough drop for just a second. Um, but her, sorry, I'll take it out. That was gross. Um, her ideas as a bride, um, were executed beautifully. My brother and his wife, Michelle, um, raised just a really beautiful person. She has, um, two sisters and a brother equally as beautiful inside and out. Juliana and Isabel are the two sisters and Jackson, Jackson, um, the age range in the family goes Cameron, the oldest. And I connect with her in that kind of way since we both were firstborns, but, um, uh, <clears throat> Cameron, Jackson, Juliana, and Isabel, and they were all participants in the wedding. Um, the, like I said, the wedding was classically, and I say simply, I mean, simple lines, but not elegance. The elegance was off the charts. Um, and just, uh, a picture of what I know her to be. And, um, you know, I was, uh, a crier. What? Hey, wake up. Don't pass out over that, that I said I was a crier. I know it's a shock, but I cried. Um, she was just stunning. Oh, I can close my eyes and see her right now. And, um, he was handsome and he was in a green, like a Kelly green, maybe, no, maybe Christmas green. We'll call it with Christmas green velvet jacket. I loved it. I can talk and talk about that, but I think I'm going to have her on just um, to talk weddings and have fun now that it's behind all of us. It's sort of, you couldn't believe it was coming up and happening. And I know that my brother... And, um, no, someone's at the door. No, it's my phone because I forgot to shut it off. Um, my brother and, uh, sister-in-law worked their heinies off. My sister-in-law, um, is a cake maker. I don't know. I'm sure there is. Baker sounds a little bit like, um, a children's rhyme, but, uh, she, obviously she bakes cakes, but she is, <clears throat> super skilled at it and self-taught and just an artist. And she did Cameron's cake. So they had, you know, they wanted to, um, they wanted to give Cameron the wedding that Cameron wanted. And part of that was to have the reception in her, um, family home in the backyard. Now it happens to be a super cool backyard. I know this because uh, Jonathan and I got married in it. Um, they wanted the reception out there and, uh, Cameron's had other options that were available to her. And she just really, uh, symbolically and emotionally, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. I think other people know. She just asked her mom and dad if it was okay, if they would have it there because it, she wanted to leave her home and go to be in her own home in a new marriage, but let the last celebration um, be held at the place that she grew up in for the most part, um, most of her years. There were other places that they lived, but 
So, you know, this was a lot of work, you know, at the last minute to make sure that the place that you're welcoming guests, which is also your home, which is also where you're making the cake, which is, and they just did it seamlessly. They had some amazing help in their friends, Eric and Christine, which remember those names because I'm going to have them on as guests for other reasons I'll share later. But Eric and Christine, longtime friends of both Mark and Michelle came out and kind of took the reins. I was so impressed with them. I mean, they ran that baby like a machine. And uh, we had a really beautiful time. And I hope that Cameron and Sean felt honored. I They had to have. It was a beautiful event. The backyard was just classic and bursting with light and um, bubbling over with joy and also again this classic um striking simplicity on the table settings and um Cameron and Sean had a taco truck the actual truck wasn't parked out front but it but they brought in the catering um elements of it to the backyard and you could build your own they would build them for you your own street tacos and um yummy rice and beans and um beverages uh, that went along with that. And <clears throat> then, uh, of course, as I shared, my sister-in-law made this really beautiful cake. It Like it dawned on me later, oh my goodness, that matched Cameron's veil, like the details of it, little pearls and stuff. Okay, I'm getting kind of choked up. My nose is getting red, so I better stop. But sitting right in the middle of the uh, yard, in, in, when you came in outside was this life-size uh, word. It stood, I'm not sure the, the height of it. I'm going to guess it might have been five feet tall each letter. I'm not sure, but it spanned a good length. And I'm sure on social media, if you're familiar or Instagram and what have you, there's a lot of these kinds of letterings that you can um, rent and have words and things and, you know, uh, certain kind of events. But the word love was illuminated brightly in the backyard. There were a lot of um, bistro lights strung everywhere. It was white, 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 white light popping and candles popping. But popping right in the middle of the yard was this word love. Now, one would say, well, of course, they chose the word love because it's a wedding. And love is at the cornerstone of two people coming together um, in love. And, you know, I mean, obviously, that we, we hope that anyway. Um, and I'm, a, you know, I'm an over... I won't say overthinker. I'm a thinker. And I just kept thinking, wow, love is, is everything. And it's, <coughs> excuse me for coughing. It's, there's an old, you know, the old don't love is a many splendored thing. I think that's the name of it. Um, it, it, it it's a many thing. And 
it does permeate. It permeated that that reception, the actual structure, and it lit the place up. But isn't that really what love does? It permeates and it lights us up. And there's actually a litmus test for love. Now, who wants to even talk about tests when you're talking about love? But it doesn't hurt to check in, I don't think. And I think that as I was sitting there at their reception, I kind of checked in with my own self on love. And I could see love all around that reception. Uh, Love for one another, the love of generosity in those that came and wanted to share in Cameron and Sean's marriage and wedding, Um, the love of family, the love of some elbow grease and hard work, the love of making stuff happen for somebody else, the love of friendship, which was so cool to see their sector of friends that were there and represented the love of music, the love of food, the love of things pretty that say this represents me, the love of laughter. Did I say that already? No, we laughed. We had a good time. We, um, we just celebrated love and I keep coming back to that visual of this sign um, and all of the markers of it. Because when love is present, it's a sign of some things. And the, the truth of the matter for me is that God is love. And if everything originates from God, which I believe that it does, um, and I believe God is present in all things, then love is present in all things. And we don't have to look far for it. But there is a litmus test, I think. There is the question um, of do you have the characteristics of love? Are they present in your life? Or when you say, when you say and use the word love, is it representing love well? Um, and I went to the chapter in the Bible on love to refresh myself. Um, And I hope you don't mind that I read it just to kind of take you down the road in which I've been thinking. Um, It is in the book of Corinthians chapter 13. And if you're a Bible reading people or you care to know the version, if you want to look it up, it's the new international version that I'm reading from right now. NIV as it can be named and noted. But it says, if I speak in the tongue, this is just the importance of love. If I speak in the tongues of many or of angels, but I do not have love. And I I interpret that as if I'm able to communicate with everyone, if I'm able to make connections, I can speak in all languages 
and, and even of things heavenly, but I don't have love, I am a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. And I love those two things because a, a gong just resonates in this annoying kind of way and is very present, but uh, not alluring in any way. If I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, that's a lot there, y'all. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. Whoa. So telling of the future and predicting and clarifying mysteries and bringing out truths and sharing the knowledge of the, of the, of the world's questions, having that ability and faith that could tell a mountain to move and it moves, having that kind of faith, but not having love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, so working hard and breaking my back for somebody else, giving everything that I have, every last dime, contributing to the greater good of people for the purposes of saying I did that. But if I don't have love, I gain nothing. And here comes that litmus test. Love is patient. Patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. Kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. There will be prophecies that will cease. There are tongues and words that will be stilled. Knowledge will pass away. But love remains. Three, three great things remain. Faith, hope, and love. 
But the greatest of these is love. I'm going back and doing a quick little check to see how I fare on this litmus test of love. Particularly at the beginning of this new year, I don't think that it hurts to hold up that sieve of patience, kindness, not envying, not boasting, not being proud, not dishonoring others, not seeking for myself, not being easily angered, keeping no wrongs, not delighting in evil, but delighting and rejoicing in the truth protecting, trusting, hoping, persevering. I think this is a wonderful way to focus my new year. And I hope yours too. And as you look around your world today, be it the people in it, the experiences that you're going through, If you lay down that litmus test, hopefully it can help move you towards more love this year. We'll be back with some hopping episodes in the year of 22. Thanks so much for coming along. Bye.